It was a countdown. What the fuck was that count? What the fuck was that timeshare seminar countdown bullshit? It's what's built into StreamYard. <laughs> really? Hey, hey guys. Tony hey, Robbins about to walk in after that countdown. Well, don't 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 make fun of it. You would be more excited if Tony Robbins was about to walk in. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Good fucking night. Good night. And no fourth meal because I'm feeling a little nauseous today. Why? Are you pregnant? Certainly hope not. Um. Great. Um. I I went to dinner last night at uh. At Philippe Chow. Ooh. Downtown. I've never been to the downtown location. Where's the downtown one? Oh, is it in the uh is it next to the hotel or in the hotel? It's next to the hotel. It's, it's in meatpacking. It's in meatpacking, like sixteenth and Dream 9th. Hotel. Yeah, I've seen that. Um I gotta go over there. I haven't been there in so long. I don't know why. But it feels like I feel like shit, miss. It's, okay. a, heavy, it's a heavy it's a heavy dinner. But it's it, it wasn't dinner. that heavy. We shared like it wasn't that crazy. Here's okay. the question I have, Saif. Yeah. How did it say that we had? Uh, we're we're doing this live for those listening to the podcast. We're doing this live for patrons, and it said we had 49 people watching it. Right. When we started, okay. Who had been waiting, and now it says 31. Yeah. And this is well, unlisted. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what you're trying to say. What are you getting at? Some people left. Of course they would leave. Why wouldn't they leave? But it, why would you be waiting there at, at, when we're about to start and then leave the second it starts? I'm going to put that under the, um, under the umbrella of one-up fuckery. It's a fair, it's a fair assumption. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to tell you two things about Philippe Chow, though, that stood out to me yesterday. Uh-huh. Number one, they have made some decision. Uh-huh. They were the first restaurant that I've been to in the pandemic. First, first restaurant. Uh-huh. Were servers were not wearing masks. None. Okay. N- nobody in the restaurant was wearing masks. They made right. a clear decision there. Yeah. Um, which even though, like, when I think about it realistically, I I I probably think is fine. It, it sort of annoyed me at the time. It's like your Jewish it, mother came out of you. Well, it's just like you guys aren't better than anybody else. Everyone's going with the hate. We, y'all are eating in here, but the servers, the people touching your food, are still going to cover your mask their their face while we're thinking about the pandemic. You guys don't need to be better than that. It's all for the... So you're into the optics. Well, but this is the opposite. They're just playing an optic game, too. They made a decision. Uh-huh. No fucking masks in here. We don't do masks. Right. And so to me, yes, you're... I'm... No, this isn't optic for me. Because I hear what you're saying. It's close. It's not optic. It's it's like, why are, why are we changing? Did we make a decision that the game's changing? Because I thought this was what people are doing. We're, we're all going to move around now, but in certain places... Airports, you're going to be mind- when you're stuck on a plane with people, you're going to be mindful. And if people are touching your food, you're going to be mindful. And then, and then the I other mean, thing that—that's what I'm saying. But, that, but there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to wearing the mask. It's just to make people feel a little better. But like, yes, you, in that sense, yes, it is. Your food is out there in the air anyway. None of your food is walking past a bunch of customers who are not masked. So what does it matter if the guy bringing the food is masked? Well, listen, I guess you're right. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. Maybe it is just straight up optics. But I guess, yeah, I do want that optic for people touching my food. I guess I do. Yeah, you like the optic. And, and I like fine. It's just fine for if that. It is, if it is psychological to you, it's fine. But that's all it is. 
Because if you start breaking it down to actual facts, like yeah, like I don't think we've seen that COVID spread at all through people eating food. I don't think that's ever been a thing. I don't know. I I, I yo, what are we gonna talk about when COVID's gone? I mean, think think about how many of your conversations are about who got it, yeah. who didn't get it. You had it last week. Yeah. I, by the way, I had it on Monday when we did the show. Apparently, um, you did have it. I tested you, positive you, that you day. Or the next you day, posy. Of course, you was posy. Of course, posy is that a thing? Yeah, no, I just made it up. You was posy. Oh, besides, what does this mean? You was gender neutral. So, Anx for the memories just wrote Rosenberg. Where did the beef with J.R. Ryder start? Ooh, where did J- the beef start with J.R. Ryder? How about it hasn't started yet? Are you from the future? <laughs> I know. How about <laughs> what? What beef with J.R. Ryder? How about I didn't know there was beef with J.R. Ryder? I don't think. I will admit so much time has passed at this point, Seth, that I have forgotten about um, some of the people I had issues with. But I don't J.R. Ryder? Corey says that Syph is tapping in from the Game Boy camera. Hey, <laughs> Syph's camera's better today, okay? And yeah, we're working little, on the new one. I got an actual webcam. I think your webcam looks a little better. Who gives a fuck what it looks like? I don't know. I mean, I wonder. wants fucking motion picture directorial debuts on a fucking Zoom show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shut the fuck up. Yo, yo. We're using StreamYard. StreamYard. I got to go buy a $9,000 camera. A fucking. I got to buy a a Sony Red or whatever that fuck that is. No, I am. Who's this? Hello. Hi. I thought you weren't looking at comments, and now you see I mean, one. I can see the picture on the left. Hi, how are you? What's her name? Kia for red. Kia for reals. There you go. She Ooh, says that she the Kung Pao chicken girl? from Philippe Chow is the truth. We didn't get the Kung Pao chicken. One other annoying thing about Philippe Chow, this really bothered me. Mm-hmm. They included gratuity for a party oh. of four people. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's called racist. Well, how's the clientele and Philippe Chow tends to lean a little more hip You trying to say black? There are black people in there? Oh, it leans that way from what I remember. Correct. So, because I'm trying to figure out why at a, at a nice, expensive-ass restaurant where they yeah. charge you, you know, 20, $21 for three pieces of satay, why at a restaurant that expensive would they include gratuity? I think we should we should get into the tipping thing one day because I think it's a cultural thing. It has to be. It has to be a cultural thing that like any server. I mean, I work in a lot of comedy clubs, which are slash bar slash restaurants in, in at the core. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're doing comedy shows, but at the core, the food and bev is what's bringing in that dough. And there's a tendency to judge urban people that like, oh, they're not gonna tip. You know, and is that what are urban people, by the way? Urban, you know, or let's say I was they live running, in the city. Only you mean judge people no, let's who say live I was, in the city. Let's say I was running for governor. Oh, you were talking as a politician. Got it. Yeah, got it, let's got say it. I was running for governor and I had to explain a certain hue of people and a certain language of people. Yeah. <laughs> I would use the generic term urban. Well, listen, I'm telling you right now. That shit was straight up. I felt included equals racist. Yes, I definitely felt a way about it. I'm looking around. I'm like this. I'm like seventy percent of the people in here are black. Yeah, this, our bill was it was four people. Okay, mm-hmm. 
and our bill before gratuity that you forced us to pay, our gratuity before that, our bill was $430, Ooh, okay? You went all out. Not really. I actually ate light. I kind of kind of had a light. Like I, I was something before yep. the gratuity. Who was the, the uh, who was the four people that were out? It was uh, myself. Uh huh. Uh, it was Natalie. You and your lady love it. Natalie's sister. Oh. And a gentleman that she is uh, spent hanging out with. Okay. And he was he was he was worth a Philippe Chow meal. I guess so. I mean, I think he's sort of a. Uh, I think he's the kind of guy who would go to a Philippe Chow. Is he around? Has he been around for a while? This this Natalie's sister friend? No, new. Yeah. How new? Couple months. Yeah, yeah. Couple okay. months. All right. Welcome to the family, sir. I mean, hold on, hold on. I mean, I'm not Welcome to the family. No. <laughs> Did he know who you were? Like in terms of what I do? Yeah. Like, did you have a if bit he, of fame? No, I don't. I don't think he had any. He didn't ask one question or say anything that implied that he knew who I was. Okay. By the way, speaking of that, I had I had a recent experience that made me feel away. I ran into what you run into a, a friend. I'm sorry. I ran into a guy uh-huh. that I, I he started telling me what he does, and I'm like, "Yo, you're my sister-in-law's cousin." I've heard about you. Yeah, I knew who he was. Sister-in-law's cousin, Jenny's yeah. cousin. Jenny's cousin. I figured it out talking to him. I'm like, yeah. "You're Jenny's cousin," because he told me what he did. I was like, right. "You're Jenny's cousin." Meanwhile, he had no idea who I was. That I was her cousin, her brother-in-law. Right. Oh. And I felt away. Oh, you're not being brought up at family functions. I was like, wait. You live in New York. He's never left New York. He's like a man about New York. Uh-huh. And you a didn't socialite know socialite around town. A socialite around town. And you didn't know that your cousin's brother-in-law was a, a man about town himself? Right. That's somewhat of a celebrity. <laughs> Whether it be local or or whatever you call it. Whether it be local or semi-local. You know? Felt a way about it. Interesting. Interesting. Now, who you feel a way towards Jenny. I have to imagine Jenny had said something before. I just think they probably don't talk that much anymore. Distant cousin. GameCube Dat Dude says Sife is trapped underneath Dave Chappelle's stairs but uses the green screen to hide it. True or false? Uh, I'm not trapped. I'm voluntarily down here under Dave Chappelle's stairs. Might get a little scrap of fame from it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say trapped. I'm allowed to walk out upstairs and get a sandwich or something. Um... Now, Cypher Sounds, how was your week? Uh, you know, regular week. I got a uh, – doing a lot of stand-up. Um, I've decided to take my stand-up into a little bit of a different direction here in New York City, so it's been going well. It's been going really well. What is that? Tell us about this. Well, I host a lot at the Comedy Cellar. Right. And although I love it and uh, the Comedy Cellar is one of the greatest comedy clubs on the planet – I mean, it's packed almost every night. If it's slow on a Monday, maybe that's a little, you know, something's up. But um, I host a lot, and I like hosting. I'm good at it. Um, one of their the 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 one of the favorites. But hosting is not the same as doing a set. So in order to get better and to grow more and to build my hour, I need to do more sets. 
So in retrospect of my Hot 97 um, discri- uh, what, what am I called? Dis- uh, disgrace. The, uh, the, your disgraceful exit? Yeah, I, I realized I shouldn't put all my eggs in one basket and just be at the cellar 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, like how I was at Hot 97 where I put all my eggs into Hot 97 and then when I left, everything around collapsed. So I decided to start um, hitting up a lot of other clubs more often, more frequently. So I've been to Stand Up New York. I've been at Eastville in Brooklyn. I've been at The Stand. been doing more indie shows. And then I'll do – and then I'll still do The Cellar, but not every single day, every single show. It's working out good. I like this. I think this is, prob- this is probably smart. And also, yeah, yeah the, you get you get the – when you're at – when you're that person who's out of place all the time – you start getting treated with that. Yeah, he's always here. Yeah, yeah. And there's some people that are like that that I don't want to become. So I had to make sure I made some, made some other moves. And it's just, it's just a thing. It's like I don't know how to compare it to what we do, but it's just a thing about, um, you have more freedom when you're doing a set as opposed to hosting, where you're like running the show. Right. There's an element of work. Yeah, like regular work you have right. to do. That's right. Whereas if you're being just a comedian, you're wacky. You could do whatever the fuck you feel. Yeah, like. and I'm hosting. And it, I'm, you a good, get to the... I'm a good worker. I'm a company guy. I take care too, of the business. Well, we've talked about this recently. You're too much too of that. Much. Yeah, so I had to switch that up a little. Although I was at the cellar a lot last week because a lot of people had gotten COVID. A lot of comedians and a lot of the staff. So I was there like doing three shows a night because it was like everybody was out sick. It was crazy. Came home with that bag, baby. Had that bag. Tell us about the bag. I was able bag. to afford that, that. I got that Louis Vuitton Supreme wallet. I got it. Wait, did you really get a Louis Vuitton Supreme well, wallet? Well, the guy outside of Caroline's was selling them. He had him laid out on a beautiful blanket on the floor. You know. Uh, Billy Jean, will you help this um, Sophia and Nadia character? They say, I've been a patron for a while now, and I have Discord, but no longer have the email showing how to join Discord. How do I join Discord? Put me on, Billy June, or anyone. Do they have to be on Discord to be part of this live? No, because I think he told all the patrons about this. Okay. are we? Li- we're live right now. We're live, yes. We're live, but we're doing one app, but it's just live. Yeah, and I so I had the idea. I was talking the other day with Natalie, and we were discussing the idea of doing it like this more often, and... I was sort of like, shouldn't this almost be the main thing of the people who are Patreon? So now the pay, only the patrons are seeing this live right now. Yes, and then we'll hide the video. If we want to put this video up, we'll put it up after the podcast is out. Okay, and then and then, so they're getting their episode. No, but they're getting the. This is not the Patreon exclusive episode. This is just an episode because people yes. are listening to us right now. And we're talking about being live, but they're listening to us, and we were talking about being live in the past. This is a me, fucking mind fuck. This is like Inception. This episode. Yeah, the the it is like oh god. By the way, I want you to know that the the comment that was just put up was chosen by Billy June. Billy June, I thought we agreed. I was choosing comments. What does that say? What was what did it say about Mark Norman? Sife. A Mark Norman one up would be great. One of the best comedian pod guests. He is very good at podcasts. Yes. But do you see what you you could tell how that was a Billy June thing? He was like, I need that one to be seen. Why? Yes. 
Billy June, he has like a what? What is it like? You know what it is? You know we never had to talk with Billy June when I. You know I used to DJ for Little Kim, right? Um, wow. I, <laughs> you did. When I first started working for Funkmaster Flex, the first thing I'm talking about, the first thing he told me when I got to Hot 97, he said, "Don't let these record company niggas get in your ear." And I didn't know what he meant quite exactly at the time. But over time, I realized when I started working for Funkmaster Flex, all the record promo guys started getting a lot cooler with me because they felt like I was an in to get their records played on the Funkmaster Flex show. Keep going. So he was telling me, don't let them get in your ear. But it's hard not to because they're whining and dining you and giving you free stuff and inviting you to industry events. Philippe Chow included tip. Yeah. So 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 the thing about Billy is like. He has this, what they call a platform. Wanep is a platform. And we're using the platform for good. And uh, he has friends. And he's always trying to, like, weasel his friends into the mix. You know what I mean? Would you go as far as saying he's always trying to weasel? Always like, I don't- weaseling. I'm not hearing, because I'm sure I don't hear all the, the comedian conversations. I'm guessing you get the comedian he, conversations. He, if I, because I, I asked Billy a couple times to help me book my show the last couple weeks. This was years ago. Years ago. This was years ago. Oh, this is way before Chameleon Air was in Brooklyn. Way okay. before. All right. Way before. Um, and I know if I talk to Billy and ask, hey, I need a girl. I need a girl for this show. I have three guy comics. I need a girl. Billy, who's some girls? No matter what, the first name Billy's going to say, because he has an agenda with this person, is Chanel Ali. So I have to know, when I ask Billy for help in this field, the first name he's going to say is Chanel Ali. And I have to, like, which I, I love Chanel Ali. I just used her recently, but it doesn't fit what I was asking for. But I know he's going to say Chanel Ali first. He has his plan. Yeah, and I know that. And I don't, I don't, my thing with Billy is that, he should know by now that we know what he's up to, so he should be coming up with different schemes. But he's using the same scheme over and over. But the point of the story is you think he's letting these um, record label cats in his ear. That's right. Well, listen, I have to go to the bathroom, so I'm going to let you two discuss it. Okay. You're going to go to the bathroom now in the middle of a live. I have. I, I don't know what I can do. It's a Sunday. It, this is... It, this is the thing. This is just what's happening. Okay. This is this is that real one app. Okay, all right. <laughs> I guess I guess is I guess Rosenberg is indisposed. I guess so. What's up, Billy June? Not much. I I improved and got a haircut and a beard trim after last week's Rikers Allen debacle. Uh-huh. Did you? Were you not a fan of the response you got on the Rikers Allen? It's it just. I was like, I do look like a mess. I need to fix that up and I did yeah what would you do if you actually got arrested and were sent to Rikers Island what would how do you think you would survive I really don't know I uh I really don't know I've like gotten like like uh like I've I've gotten stopped by the police for before and let me tell Uh you it it wasn't pretty I like got really scared so I don't Uh know I can't even imagine getting put in Rikers Island after that. It would be, it would be a really bad day for you. 
Oh, it would be, it would, however long it was, would be the longest, worst time ever. Yeah, it would be, you know, like, if you You, you said a day, that would be lucky if it was a day. Yeah, it would be, well, yeah, it would be, however long you were in there would be a very long time of that. Like, you know, like, the moment you get there, they're going to see your little scrawny and weak. They're going to think you're weak. Mano gave me a piece of, you know, Mano. Yes, I know. Mano's our friend from from years ago. Years ago. Mano is our friend from before Chameleon Air went to Brooklyn. Mano gave me a piece of advice once if I ever go to jail. He was talking more about prison, but I think it applies. Mano told me, one day you're going to be sitting in your cell when you first get there because they test you early. You know, your new fish. He said, you're going to be sitting in your cell and a guy's going to come in casually, not threatening, Casually, he's gonna come in and say, "Hey, man, do me a favor. When you buy yourself off commissary, throw in some chips for me and a honey bun." And Mano told me at that moment, this is my, this is verbatim. Mano told me at that moment, I have to try to push that guy's brain out of the other side of his head. I have to push. I have to punch so hard on one side of his head that his brain. Comes, comes out, out the, the other, other side, side of the head. Yeah. Because that is the moment you let them take advantage of you, for example, getting them some chips and some honey buns out of the commissary, <laughs> you will forever be known as a bitch. So I have to so yeah, so are you able to to push somebody's brain, you know, a six four, two ninety dude from 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 Brevoort Projects, Brooklyn, comes to your cell. He's like, yo, what's your name? What's your name? And you're like, oh, like, my name's Dan, but they call me Billy June. And he's like, yo, do me a favor. When you order your commissary, give me some chips and some honey buns. How would you handle that situation? I don't even know. You probably I... would have to purchase some chips and some honey buns. I would. I'd probably shit myself. Maybe that would get him away from me, though, because he wouldn't want to be near the shit. The shit guy. You're known as the shit guy. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't just shit yourself. If you're going to be the shit guy in jail, you got to go all out. You got to take that shit and put it, it all over your you. face. Rub it on your dick. You know what I mean? Then I'd, be the, then I'd also be the vomit guy because it would cause me to vomit. <laughs> right, right. So you're the shit and vomit guy. Oh, God. I'll probably, okay. I feel like I would embrace being the shit and vomit guy. Here's what you got to do, Billy. You got to use some analysis. You're going to have to latch on to at least one guy. You're going to have to latch on to one guy. You want that guy to be sustainable. One of the one of the one of the kingpins, the runners of the jail. And this is a gonna... really good follow-up to last week's viral episode, let me tell yeah. you. And you're going to have to you're going to have to um, have your friends and family sneak in contraband. Oh, yeah. Like your mom or your girl going to have to boof plastic <laughs> bags full of drugs. And wait, I don't know if boof is in the vagina. I know boof is in the butt. But that, but why, why boof it in your butt if you're a girl? You got the, you got the whole cavernous vagina to use. That's Wait, true. what? what you know hold mean? on, <laughs> you guys, I'm back. Hey, Peter. 
What what happened? What well, happened? we were discussing Billy's uh, Rikers Allen situation from last week, and then I got into a, a discussion with Billy June about how he would survive if he actually went to Rikers Island. Oh. Yeah. In which and I, I said I would become advice. the poop and vomit guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving him some advice that Mayno gave me from uh from Wait, what's the poop ago. what's the what's the poop and vomit guy? He said yeah. how would I handle a guy approaching me and saying I needed to help him or do shit for him and say I'd probably shit myself. And Saifa said, you can't just shit yourself. You would have to cover yourself and shit. And I said, then I would vomit. So I would be the poop and vomit guy. Yeah, you can, so he, that, thinks, he thinks just shitting himself is going to, they're going to be like, ew, he's disgusting. I said, no, you got to take that shit, rub it all over you, eat it, put it on your hair. You know what I mean? Like, you got to go extra crazy. You think that if, the, if it was just in his pants and around his rectum, that's, that's normal. not enough. That's normal in jail. <laughs> that's normal. I ain't going to do shit. No pun intended. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, we didn't mention we should send out our uh, love and well wishes to K Slay. Yes. How have you heard how he's doing? So the last thing I heard was that I heard from the beginning it was never as bad as it was portrayed by Whack One Hundred in that post. Oh fuck! Yeah, okay. I, he was never on a ventilator. He was on oh, a he breathing machine. He was on a breathing machine. Breathing machine is not a ventilator. No. It's different. For 100%. Okay. A ventilator is, you know, the things that we, we, we definitely associate with it being the end. This came, with, this came from WAC 100? WAC 100 said ventilator. Oh, I see. Yo, by the way, I have to tell you, and I don't, obviously don't want any problems with WAC 100, that post was like, hey, I know that he really wants to be private, but I'm going to post this anyway because I, I need y'all to pray for him. That yeah. that, that doesn't <laughs> quite fly, pal. Because we, we were getting messages that were very clear and decisive, which is they wanted it to be private. That was very cool. Like, Can say people? Yeah. Wow. That was so the message okay, coming. Um, I, I don't have an update as of today, but... You know, recovering, you know, I, I think a recovery is definitely still in play. You know what I'm saying? I, th I think COVID. it is. So, yes. Okay. Um, I saw Kid, Kid Capri was going through something, too. So, Kid Capri was, was didn't, I don't think he went to the hospital, but was really sick. Uh -huh. I texted with Kid Capri. He sounded like, he, he responded, sounded like he was. Yeah, I spoke to him, too, which is. It's a good sign. Not, yeah, but it's, I, I feel bad that I'm only talking when you're sick. We should always be talking. I mean, you should see why beat yourself up for that. People aren't always checking in on you. No, what people never. want okay, is that you exactly. So what people at least want is that is that you're checking in. Is that they're you want people to check in when you're not doing well? At least that's yeah. the sign. I, I don't feel bad about that. Like you only check in on me when I'm doing bad. No, the bad thing is to only check on people when they're doing good. Mm. Mm. Like saw in the paper, you got a new job. Just wanted to check in, say hey, we should get dinner. That's that's kind of corny, right? But someone being like, "This dude's a mess right now," but let me call him right now. That so, to me sh shows, you know. So K Slay is, it wasn't ever as bad as we thought, but it was probably still. Not and good. I listen. I'm not saying he's out of the woods either. I, I didn't. I'm gonna be clear because apparently here people, evidently people on this podcast don't always hear clear. I don't have an exact update of right now. All I know is he was not on a ventilator. I believe he was always on a breathing machine and not a ventilator. And 
they wanted it to be private. That's it. I, that that's really all I know. I hope I hope he's getting better, but I don't think it was as dire as it originally sounded in that first uh, post. That's all. Shout out, shout out to K State. Oh, also I had to check in on somebody else is doing really bad. Um, Pitbull. What? Pitbull was doing really bad, man. With COVID? No, no, no. Um. Uh, you know the you know the company BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. They finally shut down and stopped supporting all phones and all the whole BlackBerry system. Like it's pretty mm-hmm. much gone. Mm-hmm. And I know Pitbull's been a BlackBerry guy for a long time, and I I had to check in on him, like, yo, you okay? And what he say? You know, he said he. I said I said Pit, I know you're a BlackBerry guy, and you know. I don't want to lose contact with you because this is the only number I got. And he goes, nah, I'm all up and running on a new device. Mm. Like, okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> good for you, people. And so, so just to be clear, though, you are still dialed in with people. Yeah. yeah, make it sure. That's a good one to have. People got my mom tickets to go see him down in Charlotte. You want to know who a good guy is? If we talk about good guys, you know what? You want to know who a good guy is? Pitbull. That fucking Armando, man. Good guy. No, good Pitbull's, guy. A, Pitbull's a good guy. Every, like, bro. No, he really did have a Blackberry forever. He was on some shit. I remember, like, let's say, I don't know, five iPhones ago. Like, the iPhone 5 or some shit. He, that's a great idea. We do need Pitbull for one app. That's a, why have we never had Pitbull on one well, app? Guess who would guess who would be the guy to get it? That is Mage. You're right. Um, Why don't you get him, dude? Let's let's get him next week. He uh he uh I'll hit him. He um he was the one who showed me all the shit inside iPhones, like security stuff, like uh you know, like your locations being tracked and all this stuff. This was years ago. Years You're ago. About years ago. Yeah. Bud Light got Pitbull covered on <laughs> He's doing fine. <laughs> um now Sife. Yeah. By the way, I think it's very funny that your mom went, went to a Pitbull concert. My mom loves Pitbull. I guess that, like, really shows the age range that your mom is in. <clears throat> what do you mean? That, like, she's young enough that she would go to a Pitbull concert. Yeah. But she's also old enough that she would go to a Pitbull concert. She's both, yeah. She also teaches Zumba. So Pitbull is in heavy rotation over in the Zumba Oh, the my Zumba God, classes. by the way, by the way, <laughs> I can't believe y'all. Well, I can't believe y'all didn't tell me what happened when I signed up for Peloton. What? I can't Hope? believe no no one said to me, "Hey Peter, knowing you, yeah. Do you think you're going to like while you're working out uh-huh. seeing white girls like dance really hard to hip hop?" Wait, like, wait, you... like, wait, crowd of white girls? What do you mean? No, like the teachers. Oh, yeah. Like, hold on, let me see if I have one if I that I can play here. Who, like Robin? Uh, you asking me the person's name? Yeah, you don't. Robin, Alex Toussaint. Um, Alex yeah, Toussaint, yeah. I, I I watched one time and he pissed me off too. Why? So it's not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna work for Alex. Why did he piss you off? Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we we doing it. That's right, Drusy. Let's go, Drizzy. <laughs> I, I, fuck, I, no, I can't do it. I don't want, I wouldn't hang out least, with you, and I don't want he's, it. At least he's, like, somewhat of a, like, a real hip-hop fan. Like, oh, is he's he? the closest thing you're going to get to, like. 
an actual fan. Because this isn't about the, like, level of fanship. It's just, like, listen, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not saying it's 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 right. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm not into hip-hop dancing right. generally. Uh-huh. Like, I find it annoying generally, okay? Okay. Like, I find if I'm at a game, right, and they're hot cheerleaders dancing. Yeah. And everyone's looking at the cheerleaders and being like, wow, look at those hot cheerleaders. I'm thinking they're making such annoying faces right now. I want to punch their stupid faces. You don't like the hip-hop dance face. The super smiling. Yeah. I just pulled out my headphones. Hold on. I hate, I hate the fact that, term that the genre of dancing is called hip-hop. But they all, they all, it's all to like Beyonce songs. You know oh, yeah. Mean? It's not, yeah. Of like, course. Why is it called hip hop? This one the other day, this girl, she was like, guys, today's going to be explicit. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> and like, but here's the thing why did they tell them that like the, oh, here we go. I, I'll be able, I think I'm able to show you one that annoyed the shit out of me. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This should, <laughs> this should work. This should work. Hold on. Everyone, can, I feel bad. I don't mean to diss this lady. She, I'm not saying she doesn't do a good job. She does a fine job, but I, I'm just, be, I gotta, as a I gotta live. Though, as a broadcaster, I gotta live my amazing truth. amazing at filling that time with talking. They do. Yeah. Who is this? If y'all want to get off the bike after this pull down, you got 50 seconds. Do it. Do it. Do it. Make the bike yours. Right here. Look at the face. Come on. Mm. This is the clean version. No. 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 Hey. Hey. I, I just, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. So I just have to pick. I like Toon Day. I think I'm going to have to just rock with Toon Day. <laughs> She's still annoying, but because I think everyone who's dancing while they're like, why didn't they, why didn't they just say to them, hey, you're going to play music and you can talk about the music and people are going to, but you don't have to do a dance video. While you, no, like they're a, dancing. Like why are you, why are they culture, dancing? Bro. It's a whole culture. I'm a man alone in my apartment trying to sweat. I'm not dancing with, like, I'm not going to start being like, oh, you're right, I am feeling nah, this. Nah, Peloton is not the thing for you. Like, you should, like, it's not, it's not the, the, the right, it's a, the, the Peloton is just a whole culture. The bike itself is secondary to the Peloton culture. People follow that shit without a bike. What do you mean they follow it without a bike? You can have the, you can have the Peloton app. Yeah, but, but you follow it just like for the working out or just the camaraderie? There's tons of other shit to do. They have running programs. They have stretching, like cardio exercises, like uh, hit training. It's not just bike anymore. Right, and people just like the whole. You can, you can get the Peloton service subscription on your app and not get a bike. See, I need people to understand this too. Come on, Peter, take the backpack off. What? That has nothing to do with backpack. It has nothing to do with it. It's not like I mind hearing my neck, my back. It's when people make their stupid dance faces, it annoys me. Listen, <clears throat> maybe it's a reflection <clears throat> of self-hatred because I'm too embarrassed to dance generally, right? Like, I do occasionally, but rarely. Maybe it's that. But that's me. I, I, I'm 42. 
I've been annoyed by people's dance faces now since I was old enough to be annoyed. I, I'm not, I don't need to change this. I want to be annoyed with your dance faces. That doesn't mean I don't go to weddings, by the way, and see people having fun and get annoyed. They're not doing that. You're They're not about doing that. They're doing like little hardcore. mini choreographed yeah. acting, like shit, doing shit they've seen in videos. That's yeah. what annoys me. The, I, she was uh, taking the towel and waving it around like Petey Pablo. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't ask me why I'm doing the Tony Soprano. Oh. Tony Soprano was a huge Petey Pablo fan. Yeah, he was. Well, he used to play at the Bing. I hate dance face, too. <laughs> Thank you, storytellers only. I appreciate um, you. You know what I hate the face? The 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 R and B super uh extended singing face where they close their eyes. Or like you ever see white guys that sing like soul music, like they call blue eyes soul. I love blue eyed soul. And they and they sing a certain line, they close their eyes, they're like, and I believe it's like what? Why are you closing your eyes, yo? Like they're closing eyes. their eyes. Right, because then it, l it lets them forget that they're white. They're Open trying to get eyes, to that bro. next level of soul. <laughs> so anyways, I, I'm still, I, I am enjoying Peloton. It's a good way for me to get some cardio in. Um, I, 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 I think I'm going to give it a shot mm -hmm. and see if I, you know, because I do think the fact that I don't need to go anywhere makes me so much more likely to get on it I and just do at least... Though, just a quick it's what? Not good for you. You're becoming a a, a hermit. A hermit? I yeah, went out man. last night. Yeah, but you're going out sporadically. Once here, once there. You got the Peloton in your house. Get outside, man. I don't like, but I, I hate going to the gym. Go well, that's not the place I like going. I've never really enjoyed the gym as a place to go. I, I, I feel overwhelmed by especially during COVID. When I was out working out during COVID. I was by far the most disgusting person at the gym. <laughs> Everyone else, these people that were at the gym during COVID, Sife, they didn't even process COVID. They were yeah. like, what? I'm not missing one day at the gym. Oh, they gym. were happy. They were happy that they were working yeah, gym's from home. empty. Yeah, they were happy. This is easy. So, listen, I'm, 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 I'm moving around here and there. Okay. I was in Palm Springs. Okay. Palm I went Springs. to Atlanta for work. Palm Springs is Atlanta or California? I mean, uh, Florida or California? Palm Springs is California. You've okay. never been to Palm Springs? Yeah, but isn't there a Palm Springs in Florida also? Maybe, but no one would ever say I went to Palm Springs uh -oh. and, met, okay. and so didn't mean the Cali. California. Yes. What was this for? Vacation? Yes. You went to all the way to California for vacation? Yes. You wanted to go to Palm Springs. Why did you want to go there? We went there because... We wanted to meet up with my friend Judd, who lives in San Francisco. Uh -huh. And so we were talking about places to go, and Palm Springs came up as an option. So it would be easy for him and his girlfriend. And we and, and then it also gave us a reason to go see Dipperstein for a couple days. We saw Dipperstein for two days, then we went to Palm Springs. You need a reason. I, to, to I tell you what, though. I tell you what. Character. What about Dipperstein? You, you, I don't you your your friendship with Dipperstein is just mind boggling to me. Why? I don't know. Like staying at his people's houses and driving his car. Yeah. Uh, you don't have anyone like that anymore? Oh no, no. No. You have no one at this stage in your life where you would stay at their house. No, I don't know. Drive I, their it's car. It's actually the opposite. Thank God. 
I don't have to stay at anyone's house. Thank God. I hate it. I'm not, I don't even want to stay at my mom's house when I go visit my mom. And I, that's the one, that's the one thing that I still don't have enough courage to tell my mom, mom, look, I'm staying in a hotel. Well, but can I, can I, I, but is your mom's house pretty nice in North Carolina? It's fine. It's not nice. Like what's not, what do you mean nicer than a hotel? No, nothing's nicer than a hotel. Hotel is perfect. It depends what the hotel is, bro. Yeah, well, with the ones I'm staying at. Like, I'm not staying at a Motel 6. Yeah, but with, uh, we went, uh, I was in Atlanta last week at the Hyatt, and for whatever reason, the first room we had, I had to switch rooms. The first room the first night was just fucking dingy. Yeah. Temperature sucked. You know what their idea of, of, of a blanket was at this Hyatt? It looked like they just took three sheets, and they just stacked three sheets, and that's a blanket. <laughs> and by the way, Dipperstein's house is big. He has a beautiful guest room on a floor to itself. He's not on the same floor as you. Yeah. You're on your own floor with a bathroom and you're in your room. And no. I Listen, I agree with you. If I'm choosing between staying with family and a hotel, I'm with you. Yeah. But if my option is a single friend with a very clean, nice home, I'm good. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? But I hear you. If you were to tell me it's a family, there are children in the house yeah. or it's grown, you know, old people, I hear you. To like me, I've gone, I, to visit, I've gone to visit Rico when he lived out in the Calabasas area, somewhere yeah. around there, around Kim Kardashian and Drake. Well, he has too many. He has too many kids. Too many kids, dogs. I went to his house in the daytime. We had a beautiful barbecue. He cooked up some marvelous steaks on the grill. One of those brick oven grills in the backyard. See what I mean, it's delicious. And then I said, "Au revoir. Have a beautiful night. I'll see you tomorrow." I'm down at the hotel. I 100% would have done the same thing in that situation. Yeah. No doubt. No, no stay doubt. Stay here. Stay in the guest room. No, yeah. And Rico would be the guy who would say, stay here. And you yeah. have to say, I don't want to stay here. No, I don't my want dog, to. My dog usually sleeps in that bed in the daytime. But have at it. It's, all, it's for you. Have at it. It's a beautiful dog bed you can lay down in for a little while. No, I, I, I side with you a thousand percent when it comes to the staying with a family is not it. But I'm telling you, you would you would stay at Dipperstein's house. You yeah. per you would. He he is his um he has a room, his like hangout room that he has. It's it's a gigantic room. It's so big that on one side of it he built a little sports bar and has a separate TV in the same room behind the bar. He's got a bar for me to hang out at. A, a separate bathroom to use. Okay. I'm completely. It's but I think that's he might be the no. I would stay at Judd's house too, probably, if I went to San Francisco. But Judd has a big ass house in San Francisco too. But I'm not gonna lie, I have stayed at Judd's house and his kids have woken me up. That is a thing that's happened. Jamal is my best friend in the whole world. I love Jamal. He's my brother. He's my brother. Put it that way. Jamal is my brother. I, I I'm not staying at his house. I'm well, here. but why? But where does Jamal live? Jersey. In a building. Yeah, it's fucking. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Right. But like the, his the, the 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 guest room is also where they keep the spare towels in the closet. Like, nah, man, fuck out of here. I hear you. Listen, I'm not gonna say no. I, I shouldn't try to argue with you because I generally agree. I, I'm just trying to make a, some exception to the I don't have any I generally friends agree. I go on vacation with. You be doing that vacation friend shit. 
Well, you don't. Oh, let's start. Let's start. Let's start here. You don't go on vacation. Full or stop. Or have friends. You don't have friends. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. So vacation with friends. When was the last time you went on something that would qualify as a vacation? December 2019. December 20. And where'd you go? Jamaica. To Max With your Glazer's, family. Max Glazer's Skylark Resort in the Grill, Jamaica. Max Glazer is a, is a part owner in this beautiful, beautiful resort. Not resort, uh, uh, Hotel, beachfront property. Should I go there? Is it? Is it? Oh, you gotta go there. You gotta go there, and don't even stay at the hotel. I'll get some, uh, someone's house you can stay in. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. I don't want to stay in a stranger's. <laughs> I don't. I don't need that. No, I need a. Wow. Va- I need a vacation though. I need a vacation. Can I, can I tell you what I don't relate to? You, okay, so you don't. What song is that? Oh, that's um. That's her slide featuring YG. I need a vacation. Sorry, you. I didn't know you listen a lot of her. I like that song. Um, here's one thing I don't relate to at my age. I'll see pictures on like Complex or whatever of Con of uh, Drake on vacation. <laughs> right? It's like Drake's on vacation, and he's there with all his boys swimming together. <laughs> You think it's weird to go stay at a friend's house? <laughs> I think it's weird to consider vacation you and seven men going somewhere. That's not vacation to me. I, I, I don't get it. Can Drake go anywhere without at least three? You know what I mean? Like, he can't. And by the way, I wonder when in time he'll get to a place in his life when he wouldn't do that. Like, like I, I knew someone... I knew someone, uh, a friend of mine, a person you actually know too, who was messing with someone from that camp. And she told me a little bit about, like, being at the house. Yeah. it's It's a dorm. Right. It's a big, beautiful, fancy dorm where everyone's there. Yeah. And, like, there's no key. There's just, like, a keypad. So you have the code, so you're just walking in and out. And people are just there yeah, all the time. All the time. I I don't know if I... Oh, I'll, I know. <laughs> I know. It's not that I don't know. I know that I would hate that. I know that I could not live like that. Now, would I like to, like to live in a world where people that you care about live nearby and you can easily be like, yo, scoop me up, let's go out? Well, how about... Oh, great. How about there's a house for that? Right, but I don't I'm, live there. I'm that rich that there is a house for that. But I live over here. And I go home at the end of the night. Well, I think also you get to the point that you you have to have such a huge house, right? You, like you need such a huge house to stunt with. And then you get it. And when you have a house that huge, now if you're alone... It's fucking weird. Yeah. So you're like, well, I got to have, what, 10, 12 people up in here, minimum, to make this 10, 15,000 square foot house. Not more than that. More than that? Yeah. 30,000? I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, but whatever. I, now I got to fill the place. But then it, the, the random girls over is what kills me. Like, 
just randoms all over the place in your house <laughs> storytellers only says that's not a vacation that's a moving group hug it does uh, feel like that you know i used to dj for little kim right you did yeah i used to back in the day so okay. she lit uh you know all junior most of the main guys of junior mafia d rock Lil C's, Trife, Kim, Biggie, and then like Biggie's kids would be there sometimes. Biggie's mom was always there. This is a this is a just like a like a like a townhouse in Teaneck, New Jersey. Okay. And they were all there all the time. So what we I would go to Biggie's house. Which is crazy that I never saw Biggie. And it was his house, technically. It was Biggie's house, and they all were always over there. And then, and, and then, and then he he died, but they still lived in that house. So that's when Kim actually like lived in that house after Biggie died. But I would go there. We would be like, "Hey, we're gonna go to the airport at three. Meet us at the house around twelve or whatever." So I just go to the house and I'd be there, and just there's like Biggie had like three cars, and they were. Everybody was just taking a car, going to the store to buy blunts or whatever. And like I would go in there and sit there, like, how could all these people live? How would you, how could you live like this? And then some random girl that sees was putting his dick in last night. And I'm sure some other people were too, just comes downstairs and she's like, I am leaving. And they're like, I you know what I mean, like she had like By the way. It's hard enough when you're just around family in your house and it yeah. feels crowded. And that's your family. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I was old when I was 20. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I never. I don't really. I don't really like. I don't really get it. I feel like when you get older, you realize living with one. For, for us as straight men, living with one woman is a good situation to be in. By the way, even that has its own complications. Just sharing a home with your spouse is has its own challenges. And that's by far the most manageable and nice and chill situation you could get. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Drake's no spring chicken. Drake's not like 26 years old anymore. No, he's got to be 35, right? He's like 35, 36. He's definitely at an age where you might be like, yo, I just want to have a, live a, with my fucking wife. <laughs> nah. He ain't ever going to get a wife. You think he's going to get a wife? I think I, he, I, I think Drake probably has to smash for life. Yeah. He's, I think, he's I think he needs that. I think, I think he needs that continuous conquering to, to make you feel. That's my guess. I, I could be totally wrong. I don't know the man. Uh, what do we know? We don't know shit. Did you did you see the the true natural and 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 clearly unstaged um, relationship that Kanye got into this week with the hot chick from Uncut Gems? Well, who was she in Uncut Gems? The hot chick in Uncut Gems. Oh, the like the main like his side piece or whatever. Yes, the okay. the, the Sandler side piece. Right. Uh, yeah, she is hot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I saw yeah something. They went to a restaurant or something and. Paparazzi yeah, to, was there. I don't know. And then there, and then there's they did a whole fashion shoot, week one for Interview Magazine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Pay now, most importantly, the thing that that occupied my attention this week, Sif, was, and I'm sure you were checked out on this because you were, you know, living your life. Yeah. 
was the amount of people who, and it wasn't that many, but like I didn't know until this week, I really didn't fully appreciate that Nas had a group of fans that are like like barbs, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like I didn't at, know. Yeah, I didn't know that there was like these people who are not Nas fans in the way that I thought everyone's a Nas fan, mm-hmm. which is just like, yeah, Nas, one of the greatest. We love Nas. Mm-hmm. But they're like, they believe there's like an agenda against Nas. Uh-huh. And if you say something that they don't like regarding Nas, they will attack you right. and suggest that you're being paid or, right. oh, y'all work for Hot 97, so y'all have always been against Nas. Do they, do these people, and I, I'm not even going to ask a question. I'm going to tell you a fact. They can't name every song on Illmatic. You think so? They're not, they're not, <clears throat> those type of Nas fans, they're, there's something else. They're, they're like, they didn't come on board until, uh, hip hop is dead. Yeah, I didn't know Nas had a hive. Someone said the Ether Boys. <laughs> I didn't know about it. But they were tight this week, boy. I would have, I would have thought that we straight up. I was trying to remember back to the podcast. I was like, "Do we get on here and just say, damn, we fucking hate this album?" No, absolutely not. We said it just didn't strike a chord to us. So, I um, and I went back and looked at uh, there, I got a couple of reasonable messages about it, uh-huh. but I got a really long message uh-huh. from a very knowledgeable maybe as respected a name as there is in hip hop is it that guy Ari from the news no Ari what's his name Ari Melbourne or something? Ari Melbourne yeah was it him no would oh. you consider him to be as respected a guy as there is in hip hop absolutely <laughs> well it's not him <laughs> he's a great guy don't get me wrong but it's not him no what it was, it, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know if you wanted this for public consumption. Okay. But I reached out to this person who I respected. Black 100. And, and I said, <laughs> I said, I said, by the way, Zach Fox, when he was on, on our show, that, that comedian dude, he should come up with a character called Zach 100 and just start talking <laughs> reckless about people. Um, I asked this person if they liked the Magic album. You You prompted the conversation. I did. Okay. And I got back a very long message. They said, I like it. Went back to Illmatic to see what attracted us. <laughs> Illmatic still has pop elements. New York state of mind. Life's a bitch and then you die. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? Now let me take you down a trip down memory lane. Pop one love, element. one love. Represent, represent. One time for your mind. Well, how's that make it Pop. Um, Whatever, go ahead. He 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 then explains. He said the last two take DNA from one ninth of the largest selling LP of all time. I don't even know what that's referring to. Say but that let's again. Not, Say it again. The last two, uh-huh. meaning represent, represent, and one time for your mind. The last two take DNA from one ninth of the largest selling LP of all time. Oh, they both sampled. Oh oh, it ain't hard to tell. So it means there are two samples of Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, it ain't hard to tell. What's the other Michael Jam- Michael Jackson sample? 
I don't know. That part. The last two songs are representing Ain't Hard to Tell, so. Okay. Either way. Um, he says it's almost, it's almost the purest version of hip-hop and pop, unlike Ready to Die, which, with its made-for-FM radio positioning. Somehow, Nas had all bases covered. Beats dope, flow on point, uh, words, stanzas, choruses that work. The, um, this album is kind of like Wu-Tang Forever. Something is missing, you just don't know what. Dot, dot, dot. Song structure. And he goes on to talk a little bit more about that in detail and says words matter, music matters, lines matter, good mixes matter, and all of those things add up. Not to say that magic isn't super dope, because I listen to it more, and it definitively is dope. Yeah. It definitively is dope. No, There's no doubt it's better than most shit being made. Correct. But what I'm saying is what I'm hearing in terms of what those songs end up, I don't know how they end up feeling much different than the songs that I put on Relate. And I love Relate. But I'm not comparing it to fucking Illmatic. Right. They're just so, they're songs that are made. Good verses, put on good beats. Yeah. As opposed to putting together, you know, really crazy songs. And so it, I don't know why everyone got their panties in such a bunch about that. Like, is that that big a diss? If we listen to it longer, will I hear more choruses and better songs? Yeah, but I think we even said this is our early, you know, sometimes things grow on you. You know, this is our early, uh, uh, um, uh, what am I saying? What's the word? Give me the word. Not assertion, something. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to say. It's our, we're just looking at it when the week it came out. First, first impression. Keep going, Saif. I want to. And by the way, it's allowed to grow on you. I don't want to go on. I. Why does he? What's happening? Well, he, he, why did Billy June Billy say June something so wrong? Here. Talking to me. Someone like said. I can't trust anyone who refers to any to Illmatic as anything pop. Two things. One, I promise you, you trust this person. And number two, I think it's a, that's an interesting point. No, we, you, we, I agree with this person. Which that you can't call Illmatic anything pop? Yeah, pop. Illmatic, but you're 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 being too literal. He's saying it still did things that big popular shit does. Familiar samples, choruses, shit like that. It did still do that. Like there is true song structure to Illmatic. And by the way, not just Illmatic. What does song structure have to do with being pop music? Every song, that, that, a lot of songs have song structure. True, but one thing that often. Let me put it this way. You don't find a lot of pop songs that don't have song structure. Like Ballard, for example, loves fish. I can't listen to an eight-minute song with no choruses. I, it's, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like I, My brain does not want to hear you just go on a guitar solo for two minutes at the end of a song. Yeah, 90, so it's 80, not... 80%, 90% of hip-hop has verse, chorus, bridge. Like He's making it sound like most hip-hop is just out there loose and it doesn't have song structure. No, he's not. I don't think it's making it sound that it's comparing just this specifically to that. Whatever. I don't. I don't, I, I agree with whoever that wrote that. Uh oh. I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't pressed record on my on my side. <laughs> there will be no. You cyber, never. There will be no cyber sounds like separate audio. <laughs> well, there will be on Streamyard, so you'll be okay. 
Yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, whoever this... And I trust this person? Yes. For sure. This For person sure. is white? I don't want to play a guessing game of who the person is, but no, the person's not white. Okay. All right. Okay? All right. But the point is, man. And then some um, some kids who do... um. Like YouTube videos, I don't know what they do actually, but I assume that's what they do is do YouTube videos where they talk about hip hop. They put out a little video where the subject was Rosenberg and Cypher Sounds hate on Nas album. Oh, and we got clickbait. We and what we gave we and, and I'm clickbait. It gave them a few, got them a few views. Um, hold on, so so. Hasir says, it's a disservice to compare everything to Illmatic. He's evolving just like all of us. Hasir, that's great. That's great. He is. His raps can have evolved. That doesn't mean that these songs are evolved or better or even great. They're good. Really good. I just think people don't really know what they're listening to. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like a dick, but now I have to. Y'all have forced my hand. People rapping dope lyrics over dope beats does not make a classic album. It makes a really good album. It makes really good songs. If you want to be in like the echelon that people were talking about, like, oh my God, I'm sorry, there has to be more to it than dope rhymes and dope beats. I, I, that's how I see it. Is the argument that this is a classic Nas album? I'm just trying, I don't even know what the argument is. Yeah. I'm just basing it on how people were coming at our neck for saying that it wasn't amazing. So I'm guessing that people think it was the highest level Nas. I don't think it was as good as King's Disease 1. Hmm. Um, here's a good... Nathan sent me an email to... Um, I, I, I put out my email address on my GP podcast about wrestling email and uh, wrestling things, and I got uh, Nathan who reached out about this. Oh. And he said, here's what I think you guys were missing on the Nas talk. You said that Nas sounded great. He does. But the songs just sound like songs. They do. And not like New York State of Mind. They don't. I think what people, myself included, are excited about is that even if the songs are 6.5 to 8s and the beats are solid but not all-time great, Nas is rapping better than he has in a long time with Hit Boy. Whereas most of Nas' material for a while has been average production bringing out average Nas lyrically. We looked at early 2000s Nas with rose-colored lenses because we wanted to love Nas again after I Am Nostradamus Takeover, etc. Um, Stillmatic and Godson had some top-tier Nas, but lots of the albums are average to bad. Streets Disciple, Hip Hop Is Dead, the N-Word album got one burn, then became a weed plate. Fell asleep trying to get through Life Is Good, um, and reviews said the Kanye joint was garbage. Well, first of all, I, I'm surprised you fell asleep to Life Is Good, which I thought was really dope. And the Kanye joint was not garbage. That That's inaccurate. But besides that, I'm with you so far. I think people are excited for King's Disease 1 and 2 and Magic because for some reason when working with Hitboy, Nas is rapping over the whole album at a 7 to 9 level. And the beats have some semblance of the kind of music we love hearing Nas over instead of trying to shoehorn him, shoe, shoehorn him into Migos beats or drill. So if Hitboy is the producer that can get this level of emceeing from Nas, I'm going cheer to cheer them on. <clears throat> and who knows what songs will stand the test of time. We listen to music so differently than in the 90s. When New York State of Mind or even Nas's light dropped, we had so much less music in specific and media in general competing for real estate in our brain. 
what has hit us by any artist artist like New York State of Mind? Damn by Kendrick, Run the Jewels. These are the only things I can think of that I've consistently run back and remembered more than a stream or two for a long time. Just a perspective from a patron. Peace and blessings in the new year. Nathan from VA. Interesting. That's a good that's a good uh, I think <clears throat> that's a good breakdown it, of that's a it's a great breakdown. It's very articulate. But that's how you feel because I think um Life is Good is a great Nas album. You know what I mean? I like Life is Good. And I like Stillmatic. It's a it's a taste thing. People have different tastes in what they like. And I'm not saying I don't like magic. I like I like I understand his point though, where he feels that Nas is locked in with a producer and they're doing some of their best work. Agreed. I agree with that. I agree with that. But you know, in today's day and time, like if it's not, if there's not more to it inside of the album besides just dope rhymes, I Nas is in the Hall of Fame. Nas is on Mount Rushmore. We know he has dope rhymes. Great. That's that's it. That's not even in the discussion. Nas has great rhymes on the fucking what's those B side things he puts out. Uh, Lost Tapes. Lost Tapes. There's dope rhymes on Lost Tapes. It's just that the songs weren't finished or, you know, didn't make the cut. The song was 11 on a 10-song album, so it didn't make it, but it's still great. Although I'll tell you, Magic doesn't have one of these on it. And this was a throwaway. This was a throwaway. Pushing drop tops, Stacy Lattice all tapes. The 80s had us all apes. Youngest gorillas up the bat at home plate. That was an uncanny era. Guns in my pants, yeah. X Clan head with dreads at the top of my fade. Homicide of feds on the block where I played. B ball, that's when I wonder was I here for the cause or B cause. Cause Ray Charles could see the ghetto. Was told to stay strong and I could beat the devil. Cause yo, I used to play Apollo balcony seats. Watching niggas swing races in the front row. Then out in the streets, the car show. 560s chemical afros. Acaris pumping super low. Up a sea and Casanova live ticks be asses busting out of their clothes, wearing lip gloss, big door knockers peeling their earlobes. So, where them years go, where the old gold beers and cheers go. But now, them shorties here though, so the do rags are back, fitted hats, smokers, and furs. Rikers Island bus is still packed. What's the word? The drinkers stay drinking, a puff of the herb, and now I'm still enjoying life's ride. One more time, the do rags are back, fitted hats. Safe, do you hear what that is? What is that? That would be a chorus. <laughs> someone, someone just had the nerve See this is the thing This is why I don't understand This is why having music conversations is frustrating in general We had a comment while playing that Someone said Do-rags is a throwaway for a reason Okay Well <laughs> Suit yourself I, I don't know what to, If you think that song's a throwaway for a reason And doesn't deserve to be like a prominent Nas song I don't know that you know what good Nas songs sound like like, he's in his bag that entire song, stays with the theme the entire song. It Production's incredible, has a chorus. It's just a fucking great record. 
I, I, I realize that though when I see people's comments, I'm like, what are we actually Let's talking about? Let's get Nas about? on the show. Somebody call Miss Info. Somebody call Miss Info. <laughs> somebody, you, not you. Somebody call Miss Info and get Nas on the show. <laughs> It's not a prominent Nas song. There's a reason it was on Lost Tapes. Uh, yeah, there is a reason. It somehow fell through the cracks and didn't land on an album and was a mistake. By the way, listen, my criticism for Nas over all those years was that I thought he didn't do a great job selecting records for himself. He was almost too good a rapper for his own good. That happened. Nas was, he was so good at rapping that, that he could just jump on anything and make it pretty dope. And sometimes I think artists lose their ear for like, what are the songs they should put out? Yeah. Versus where do they sound dope? This is, where... even said this, this is what you said about Hove. Hove specifically rhyming on whack beats sometimes just because he wanted his lyrics to stand out. Uh, the, this is where a team comes into play. This is where A&Rs come into play. This is where Salam Remy being the overall executive producer of Nas projects would come into play. Now, you know, it it seems like, and I don't know the inside the inside story, but it seems like it's just Hit Boy and Nas making all the decisions. And sometimes you can't have the creatives make a hundred percent of decisions. You need somebody to like, hey, you know, we need some other ears on this. We need some other thoughts. Let's think about how people listen to music. It's different than it used to be, but let's think about how they use Spotify or Apple Music or Tidal or whatever they're using. You know, how- well, and I think that's why, and I think that to your point, I think that's why him and Hit Boy is such a good thing. Is that Hit Boy is offering a different viewpoint, different perspective, connected to a different generation, and is giving him beats that are all pretty good. Yeah. And listen, I'm happy. With these three albums, I will I will absolutely take them and listen to them and be joyful that they exist. Very like, happy. Like there's, I, I w- I'm not saying I wouldn't be excited to have them do another one. I, do I want it to be the the rest of Nas's career? That's all he does. No, but I'm certainly happy to get them. But like, I just don't understand the notion that we. I have to a. I have to say that they're great and amazing. All three of them. Because King's Disease, I do think, was was pretty amazing. But all three of them, I have to say, are amazing. Or I'm somehow hating. First of all, that whole idea that comes up regularly in comments, Scythe, that people think there's some Hot 97 Nas thing that exists. What, yeah, what is post- that? Yo, ask Scythe the sounds. You should be the one who knows. You've been there since the, you were there from the very beginning. And people act as if there's a real Nas Hot 97 thing that does not like, exist. Like, like, like on some Ether shit? Like back then? I or think what? from because like, I mean when he did he w- get kicked off a of summer jam. Was it because he when he kicked off a of summer jam and then didn't he go to Power One Hundred Five instead of going to yeah he tra- he tried Angie to, or something he tried to he brought uh uh, uh I forget either a crucifix or a gallow. No, it's a gallow. But a gallow, and an actual body. He brought and a, a fake body on stage and was gonna hang Jay Z, you know, uh, you know, like a play, and in Hot Night Seven, our program director was like, "No, you can't do that." And he's like, "Oh, nah." And then, but remember, years later, years later, when Rosenberg shit the bed and dissed Nicki Minaj, Nas came in and saved the day. Nicki, yeah, and- Nicki Minaj slot became a Nas and Friends slot. So. How could there be any beef when he volunteered to save the day? 
And people, and by the way, people are just, uh, uh, Nas has, I, I've actually, Nas is one of the few people I've never had an issue with. Never. I love Nas. Nas, like, I love Nas. And I'm a, and I, I, I think the reason I've never had an issue, I, I, my guess is he considers me a huge supporter. Cause I am. Like, had him on, had him on, um, had him on stage with me at South by Southwest for Noisemakers. Like, we, we had him on our show multiple times. Like, there's, oh, every time I see Nas, it's like he's not even seeing a music industry person. He's seeing a friend. Like, it's like, what up, Saif? What's up, Nas? You know what I mean? Like, there's no drama. There's no agenda. I know, the, but that's the thing. I didn't realize that there were these Nas sycophants who have, like, these whole narratives and crazy stories. And it's funny because they're incredibly sensitive. And it's 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 funny to me because he's one of the least sensitive when it comes to like hearing things people say and getting angry about one comment because you name the greats at some point I've pissed them all off Hove <laughs> M you go through all of them I've pissed them all off through like a random throwaway comment that I didn't think about Kanye whoever not not Nas and I've been critical of Nas before like Nas has gotten criticism from everyone he doesn't give a shit. Like he, that's he knows yeah, what the game like is. Him. He's making music. You just want to be in the conversation, have people review it. I, I, I um, I saw what like when we had Jim Jones at our thing. We were like when we were wrapping up that night after we had the conversation about when I talk shit about him and the MTV thing. Yeah, I said something to him off the air about that. I said something like, "Isn't it funny?" Like, we, he said something about when I dissed his shit and how it pissed him off. Yeah, and I'm like. But how much more meaningful does it make my compliments now? And Jim looked at me and says, it means the most, Rose. That's crazy. It means the most because a compliment's real when they've heard you be critical before. I'm not some fucking sycophant fanboy. I have a job to try to give my opinion on music. You don't have to like it. You may think it's shit. But that is what the job is. So sometimes you're going to go, yeah, magic's good. It's not as good as King's Disease. (gasps) Oh, fuck you. Relax yourself, Jesus! Devil, I guess you just don't hear music like we do. You're not from the culture. You're a guest. Don't get it twisted. All these things may be true. You're a guest. Oh, I got I got you're a guest this week. You're a guest. By the way, I'm a guest. I'm a guest. (laughs) But this person with twelve followers, they're apparently in the welcoming committee, and they decided I'm out. You shut up. Get in that guest room and shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> You're a guest. That's why Sife that's why Sife would never stay in a guest room. <laughs> so anyways, I, but listen, I, I, I will say though, I, I immediately liked magic more on, on each subsequent listen, mm-hmm. for sure. I did. Oh, you're evolving. Oh. You're evolving like Nas's lyrics. Can you believe it? What's today? We're recording this on January 9th. Oh, today's Angie's birthday. Um, no more. I, I, I disagree. Can I? I'm just going to make a sharp left real quick. Please. I disagree with Larry David. A lot of things went around uh, the day before yesterday of Larry David on one of on the episode of Curb where he where he was uh, campaigning for the guy for mayor. And uh, he said, you don't say happy New Year's after July 7th. January seventh. Sorry, January seventh. And I uh, July seventh would be that'd be late. I disagree. I I'm a I'm a I'm a January tenth guy. I'm a double digits. 
Today is the last day. January 9th is the last day you say Happy New Year. <sighs> well, you're all January. I'm not. What did that comment say? What did that comment that say? I love the pod, but I hate the internet. Uh, is that towards us or what is that? They're saying I love this pod, but I hate the internet. Like this, like we're the thing they like about uh, the GameCube. That dude said this nicely. Pete, you're a guest that can walk in and open the fridge. What makes it's a guest, guest to Jace. A guest to who? A guest to what? What guest? He has. He bought property. He bought property. He lives here. Fuck. Uh, well, if you were to ask Double XL Sif, I guess I'm <laughs> just. A, I'm only a customer. Oh, did we ever talk about that? We never talked about it. Oh, fuck. with all the things to complain about, somehow we didn't make it to that. Wow. It, it happened over the it? break. What was it? That, what was the thing? Double XL power players or some shit? What was it? Double XL made a list of. Like a hundred fifty yeah. hip hop people who would be part of a quote board who I guess would like vote on things. Hundred and fifty you know. people would vote. But the thing is, but the th- yeah. That's not I like mean a shit show. What it really was, what it really was was how can we do something that'll make us hot for a minute? Oh, let's put all of these people on the cover. Everyone will be excited about it in post, yeah. and we'll be hot. Oh, Double XL still around? That's what that's Correct. what will happen, and that is and that is what happened. Yeah. And when it came up, Laura Laura mentioned it to me that she had been reached out to, and she was and she said they said something about Ebro too, and I was like, oh, they didn't say anything about me. She was like, no. I was that, like, that is. Uh... We'll get there. Yeah. I was like. I was so offended immediately that I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm good. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. I'm good. But at the time, I'm not thinking about it actually becoming a thing one day. Yeah. So I'm just like, fuck them. It's fine. Um, and so I'm, I moved on. And then the list comes out. And Laura and Ebro are on it. A hip-hop list. And I'm not on it. And so I'm trying to understand in my mind, and Saif, you know, for me, this was the ultimate, this was so hard because every time I signed on Instagram, yeah. every time, a different friend of mine, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for recognizing yeah. I didn't, my contribution. I didn't make thank the picture, you. but thank you for seeing, yeah. I didn't make, I couldn't make the photo shoot, but yo, thank you. And I, every time I signed on, I'd get hit again. Like, damn, this person, people, people who are, people who are much more important than me, people who can't even fucking tie my shoes. It was like it ranged from every everyone, everyone I know. It seemed like who has a job in hip hop. The janitor at Hot ninety seven got on the list. Well, you know, I gotta open the door for them. Literally. And lock it. So I I I um I reached out um or I put up a video complaining about it and then a friend of mine who works there reached out to me. We had a conversation 
and I dropped Vanessa, who's the the editor in chief at Double XL, a note. I was like, I, I just got to know. I'm curious. How is it that after all my contributions, and specifically being the person who argued with you on my show for years about your list, and you know, Sif and I hosted your freshman concerts. Just curious, how did I not come to mind when you thought of Ebro and Laura Styles? Mm-hmm. When you thought of Quavo and Takeoff and left out Offset? I- I'm just curious. I'm trying to figure out how. And so she sent me back an email and was basically like, hey, you know, um, I understand how you feel this way. A lot of people feel this way. A lot of people feel slighted. I know that this probably won't satisfy what you're looking for, but frankly, we just didn't think of you in time and blah, 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 blah. I like Vanessa and, a lot. That's and, bullshit. And I, I wrote back and I went, I'm sorry, this is not an acceptable response. And furthermore, she said at some point in the thing, she said, I'm sorry, for the way you feel. No, I said this, I said I said this is not an acceptable response. Yeah. And you shouldn't be sorry for the way I feel. You should be sorry for a mistake. You made an absolute mistake in judgment. That was I don't care about the other ones. You chose my two people that I work with every day. I am the hip hop guy on the show. 100%. That's my job. 100%. And you just blatantly thought of Laura and Ebro and were like that's it. Is that it for that show? Yep, that's it. Move on. Get the fuck out of here that's just bullshit bullshit. so just tell me at least just at least just own up to it and go we don't fuck with you what have been a dick many times what if they said that then i go okay i have been a dick before i could accept that you just decided you don't like me it invalidates your list somewhat that you're doing it on personal preference but that's fine at least own that shit yeah we don't really fuck with you we don't like your style we don't really, yeah, we think that you're self-important. You've been a dick about our list before. We just didn't want to put you on. We like Lauren Ebro. We don't like you. I can't accept that. They, they can't put nothing, that in writing because you would put that out, but that's what, Nothing could offend me more, though, than we didn't think of it. That's fuck. No, it's bro, bullshit. I've had, it's bullshit because I, they should have did, I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how they're doing their thing. It doesn't matter how they're doing it. It doesn't even fucking matter what the list is, but it should have been that show, Ebro. Rosenberg and Laura Styles, that show is influential in the hip hop culture. Then at least it's like in the mix. You know what I mean? It, it, and, that, and that's removing anything else that I've done, right? You'd like, hey, you could have said that if this list is supposed to be what it is, you, I, I have the only free form, true underground commercial show in New York for 15 years. Yeah. That's not a thing. You don't a think lot that's a lot of other similar shows. I, I, I've, I've outlasted them all. all. Like I, I, the amount of people that have started at my show and would say, yeah, that was the first time I ever heard myself on the radio. That alone, that didn't cross your mind yeah. at all. No, you're not. You're not in the mix. That's what, because you know why? Because you're in your house on your Peloton and you're not out there schmoozing. Out there <sighs> but Ebro's not either. Huh? You know? Ebro's not not out there. Nah, Ebro. Ebro presented. Pre, pre, um, Ebro planted himself in a way where it always looks like he is. He's good at the optics. He's good at the optics. I think it's more a personal distaste for me, or something. Hey man, I'm not even in the game, man. 
come out the game. Yeah, I mean, at least at least you're able to sleep saying, "Hey, I consciously chose to not be in it." I'm still choosing to do it. No, that was that that you know me. I I often find the 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 light at the end of the tunnel type shit or 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 understand people are going through this and that whatever. That's bullshit. That one there, you should have been on that. That's bullshit. And every and everyone can say the same thing. It was, it was funny. So I, when I told my brother about this, he was like, he was like, who gives a fuck? This no one even fucking cares. <clears throat> it it makes no difference. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Blah blah blah. And then, like, five minutes later, he calls me, and he just is reading names off the list that's getting him mad. Yeah. I'm like, hey, dude, you're not making me feel better by just reading the... <laughs> Yo, Saif, how about this? All due respect to people who are friends. They picked, like, every record rep that we're friends with. Yeah. Like, just people who do radio promo. Right. They all got on the list. The people who promote records to me... Yeah. And artists to come on my show... They all got on the list. And they're like, not him, though. He doesn't get on. Yeah, that's crazy. And it sucks because now I'm at a point where if next year they tried to do a make good and be like, oh, we're going to add you in our next year. I, I can't do it now. Now I can't do it. I, I don't think I could. I think I'd say, nah, I would need a public apology for how you guys dropped the ball on that. I would need a public apology. I, I've, I've done enough. I've done enough voluntarily for hip hop that you would need to come out and say, hey, we got this wrong. And we'd like to have you on now. They're never gonna do that. No, of course they. So won't. why not just be in it next time? What if they did one app, which would never happen? But go ahead. Oh my God, that would mean they'd really be scraping the bottom for someone to give us credit. I saw, that would I mean saw, uh, a clip of academics on million dollars worth of game, mm-hmm. and and Wallow and Gil Gilly were like. Uh, <laughs> was the top five hip-hop podcast. And I go to myself, we're not even going to be on this list that they're about to say. <laughs> like, no, top five? I was watching. I was like, we're not, they're not even going to mention us. They were like, all right, all right, all right, Drink Champs, Joe Button, right, Academics, you on there. Oh, like, he's on there too. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. It's hard, man. You know, I got to tell you, at this stage of my life, navigating this stuff for me is the hardest thing I have. <laughs> it, I know it's ridiculous, but like I've made it through other things and I figured out how to get through things that were more challenging. But now what I'm really left with is navigating the, the challenges of feeling Here's completely deal. unwanted by the, the culture that you try to contribute to. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're you're taking it a little extreme. But listen, the last year of WANEP, it's uh, it was a weird year for everybody. We were it's a global pandemic, right? Something the first time we've ever experienced in our lives, and it brought us back together, and it it created this this new version of something that's lo- beloved. I think in the next year, it's going to do nothing but a lot of people who, people who like us, people who are watching now, people who are fans, are going through the exact same transformation in life that we are going through as an entity of WANEP and our own personal lives. Okay. I think this, I think we're setting a foundation right now with some real people who like real shit. And we know real shit takes longer to 
to grow. It takes longer to, to care for and curate. And I think it's going to be a, 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 a big deal in the next couple of years. And the foundation that we have now, these fucking jerk-offs that give us a little complaint about the little 750. Matter of fact, thank you for subscribing to Patreon. That's going to be a solid foundation. Well, here's the thing. I, I like what you're saying. And I think that we could get to the point where WANEP really makes, you know, a significant impact in our uh, our lives, meaning, like, it's, like, one of the main things we do, right? However, Maybe they just, yeah. I don't think it will ever be part of the internet talk. No. I don't you're think thinking, so. what, WANEP? <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of one sliver of internet. I think WANEP is going to go a completely different direction. We're going to be praised uh, for, I'm trying to think of an example. We're going to be praised for going out of the box, but being so authentic with our hip-hop talk. And the hip hop is the absolute foundation baseline of what WANEP is, but it's going to go mm-hmm. out of the hip hop realm into a whole nother realm, and in a, in a way that's so authentic and not considered uh, selling out, like the roots on Fallon, mm. the roots on Jimmy Fallon. Do you ever consider the roots being have sold out? That's interesting. The Roots have never sold out. They are still authentic, 100%. This boy, Black Thought, comes on and does these amazing albums and freestyles, yet he's the house band of The Tonight Show. When has that ever happened, ever? We are The Roots. Wow. And on that note... I gotta tell you, said that was one of the most inspirational. It, listen, it took. I didn't. I didn't think of the example until it just got there. No one can ever say you don't trust Black Thought and Quest Love. No one can ever say they're not being authentic and being real. Yet they get paid off of the most mainstream commercial television aspect ever. And I want to say to all our fans out there, when you see Billy June in the street, give him a good fuck you, Billy June. You know what I mean? Give him a good shut the fuck up, Billy June. This was a one of the most inspirational few minutes you've ever had on the show, son. I believe it. It's because... The influence The influence we have created The reason these dudes make all this money And do all this shit Is from what we started And you know what We're not gonna backpedal And try to catch up And do what they do We're gonna start the next thing 
Snot nose. Survival. The, the amount, the level of chills I got when I first heard this song. I guess I don't know if it was just the time of my life. I think this is my favorite ode to hip hop ever made in hip hop. I don't think I even know this song, but it sounds fire right now. You, wait, so what did you say, Seth? I don't think I even know this song, but it sounds fire. Wait, what? Come on, you can't be serious. I don't know the song. Still dissing uh, uh, Puffy, by the way. That was so in then. God's testing me. In retrospect, I see she brought life and death to me. Peace to us collectively. Live and direct when we perform. It's just coffee shop chicks and white dudes. Over her, I got into it with that nigga Ice Cube. Now the fight move to in life, making the right moves. Besides God and family, you my life's jewel. Besides God and family, you're my life's jewel. I will say this. I really felt that way at this time in the late 90s. Like, I don't, I wonder if I can honestly still say to myself that hip hop occupies that part of my heart. Yeah. When I hear this, it does. No, no, but I, but it's, but currently, like, meaning of current, where things are currently. I wonder if that's true for me. Wait, you're talking about the, the, the music that's out now? Yeah, mean, or the yeah, yeah. The essence itself is in your heart. No, I know the essence is there, but how often it's awoken up, it's awoken to make me feel the way this made me feel when I first heard it. I see. Can't believe you haven't heard this before. I mean, I probably heard it before. I just don't. It's not like in my rotation. But I'm going to put it in today. Whew. Well, guys. We've done it all. We've said it all. Said it all. We've done it all, and we are There's, all. There was something now. Sife, you're going to work on Pitbull. Pitbull. I'm going to work on my next door neighbor, uh-huh. who told me who who was on The Sopranos, who told me that he could get us. He thinks he could get us Michael Imperioli. <laughs> we need we need that, right? Love that. Um. Uh, I got. I still have that surprise for you. We'll, let's try to do that next week. Um, you still have the surprise. Yeah, I tried to do it last week, but we couldn't get the the, the timing in order because you were traveling. I got. So a this good means one. you you I met got... someone random that would excite me. Uh, I met someone before who now is doing things that would excite you. 
met someone before. Yeah. Who's now met for a while ago. I worked on a project with this person. And now this person, and this person told me he or she could get me another person that you would be excited about. Really? Yeah. And they knew that I would be excited about that. They other have person. no idea who you are. They were just, they're saying this based on. I said it. He, he or she said, oh, well, if you like that, would you also like me to do this? And I was like, you can do that? Oh, we got to do that. Wow. But it's a West Coast thing, so we'd have to do it. We'd have to do this a little later in the day. Okay, you know what I mean. That's no big deal. Nobody's gonna get up at seven a.m. to talk to us schmucks. We didn't even make the double XL list. Yeah, exactly. No, and not my Chappelle. mailman got Chappelle them. will never do the pod. You say never. I I don't believe never. I, one day, I think I we'll get that. Chappelle and Obama one day. And Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that would be big. And by the way, uh, I just saw uh, the um, murder dog um, list came out. Like the mur- um, and I, I was on the murder dog list. Murder dog did their own list. Oh shit! Rap, rap pages. You know what's funny? I'm on the, uh, I'm on the straight stunting comedians to watch. <laughs> Are you actually? No. That's not- is there? I believe there was. Is there even still a straight stunt magazine? <laughs> Yo, remember how thick the straight stuntons Yo, were? No, I was clean. I'm cleaning out my basement, putting shit away, categorizing it, all this shit. And I had a, I had a bunch of old straight stunt magazines on the floor. And my son was downstairs with me, helping me out, like just hanging out. But just I was like, "Come downstairs with me." He's like, "Okay, daddy." He's three. And he goes, what's this? And I go, these are magazines. I had a whole bunch. I had double XLs, source, rap pages, billboards, vibes. Um, uh, what's the other, the rare ones? Um, uh, LTDs. Um, what's the what's the producer one? The magazine, the producer. Herb. No, no, no. Scratch. Um, scratch. Scra- yeah. I had all my scratch. Sure. I got all the scratches. Yep. And a couple straight stuntings. My son goes straight to the straight stunting. He's like, what's this? I go, these are magazines. And he just takes the straight stunting and walks to the other side of the room. I was like, yo, this kid is a this kid is a creep. Wait, he just went and sat down and started perusing yes. through straight stunting magazine? <laughs> yo, Saif, how did you gotta take a picture of that and send it to K Slay? <laughs> Yo, I, it's a good place to wrap the pod, by the way. Shout out to K Slay. Yeah. Really hope to get good news. He is a man. Shh. He goes back, Sife. Yo, Sife, we never had K Slay on one app. I don't think we have. We've definitely talked about it. How have we never done it? Because we always make a list with Billy. We always say, hey, put this on the list. I've never seen the list Billy made. There's no reminders to do anything whatsoever from the Junester. Hey, Billy June, produce the show. No, Billy June is too busy sending us 18 different clips of the show that we won't post on social media. And I don't even think it does anything anyway. Well, we got to. Yeah, all right. I'll see you guys later. No, Billy, why don't. Billy, don't, I, don't didn't, like I didn't record the vocals. Just use what we have. I'm sorry. Yeah, great job. See, you, you really invalidate your shit talk about Billy June, and then you can't even handle the one job you have. A command a command space bar to record. You yeah, that was too much for you. 
Well, listen, if you guys uh, enjoy, the people who are listening to this live as we're recording it, if you guys dig this as a Patreon thing to do, I think it's something we should do semi-regularly on Patreon. Absolutely. Now, hold on, Saif. You know what we should do before we wrap? Talk to me. To make this special? We should do five minutes of I'll just pull, just five minutes, I'll pull questions from the comments. Because that's the real benefit is that, that you not only get to hear it live, but you can get comments and questions onto the show. Great. So right now for five minutes before we get up out of here, throw your questions out here. Oh, they didn't already do it? You're waiting for them to do it now? No, it'll, they'll, they'll, they'll be fast. I'm not in a rush. I just Someone said, uh, I've never heard a case lay interview in full, the infamous ten eleven says. I don't think I have either. I don't think I have either. He probably doesn't do them. Man, I would love that. He goes back to what? He's in, he's in wild style, right? I don't know. I think Case Slay is a, is a writer. He's actually doing graph, throwing up and whatnot yeah. all the way back. He's Dez, right? Or Dez oh, they or... said it's the real head Case Slay. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, Case Slay is Dez or, or Doze or something like that. Famous graffiti. Case Lay. Yeah, Dez. Wow. So cool, man. He's the real deal. Uh, Christian says, Pete, remember when Styles P threatened to smack you during a one Ep episode? I, I can honestly say no. No, I don't not. remember that. Was he serious? <laughs> I'm not or saying was that... it just hood talk. I assume I assume it was joking. I don't even think we'd remember, Syph, if we felt I was he truly threatened to smack me. Yeah, I think that might have been just generic hood talk. Richard says, Can you repost the old one Ep where Sypha talks about getting into a fight? In a Jersey club with some Guidos and Drewski. <laughs> I would have no idea where that is, but I remember the fight. Did you even go look? Did you even go look for the Betty White yet? I I didn't go to the house. I was come on, I'm man. Sorry. We, before we forget, I couldn't go. Um, Real Dogs O Nine says one of the funniest one at moments was when y'all were interviewing people backstage and you saw Super Cat and Sypha kept telling you. Don't make jokes. And Pete kept saying, Super Cat. <laughs> I don't remember that. We saw Super Cat. I don't remember that either, but I would not make jokes around Super Cat. That's a quick way to get fucking booyaka shot. Uh, Rosenberg, what was the hip-hop scene like in the DMV when you were coming up? Ooh. <sighs> um, that's I don't know. That's such a broad question. Um. It's really hard to describe what it was like. Uh, it was there was definitely a community there. It was small. It was definitely tight knit in terms of people that were really actively sort of part of it. But there was a whole thing. There were there were venues, State of the Union, where people would have these hip hop shows, small indie hip hop shows. Um, and and I mean, listen, I was deeply a part of it for my college years. And, and in the years after that, before I came up here. By the way, speaking of the D.C. area, I do got to tell you guys, go follow everyone here. My boy Quartermain started a little record shop in Kensington, Maryland called Love People Records. Go follow them on social, Love People Records. And if you're in the DMV, go pop by 
Uh, I think they're open Wednesday through Sunday. It's in like a little antique spot. He's got some dope shit in there at reasonable prices. High quality, positive. Followed. You did? Yeah, of course. Wow, you're a fucking great um, guy. Uh, why, why, why has nobody come out of the DC area? Really? What's up? What's up with the DC area? There's such a a huge talent pool, and it's a booming city. I know why only Wale. Wale. Uh, I mean, Kev Brown. From what I hear of you, was like a a close. You know, well, back in yeah, he had a uh, IDK is starting to pop. IDK's from DC. Yeah, okay. IDK is starting to pop. Yeah. Um, Corday is from Maryland. Oh, okay. But still, all these people you don't even know, they're all separate. It's not like it's part of a movement at all. Why did why was there no movement or what is what happened in DC? I mean, I I say this about all areas until it does pop, so I know, but DC should already happen. She should have like, had something. Um Uncle John's a dope one who's around right now. It's a lot of dope rappers from DC. DC is always weird because the black music scene in DC is split with with Gogo. There's always this huge Gogo piece that's there too. Yeah. Well, that, so it's only one of so the other. There, so, I mean, hardcore. I'm not saying there aren't people who do both, but a lot of people who are really into Gogo, they might not get really hyped up about hip hop like that. Getting them on board also, it just feels like your fan base is inherently split to some degree. Mm. Um. B. Diddy says, will y'all ever sign up with a major podcast company? Sure. Yeah, we're not against it. We're just, it has to be on our terms. Like, if they want us to, you know, get listeners or be entertaining and relevant, that it may not be a good fit. <laughs> um, but, like, even look at, even, like, we're always, we're always ahead of the game. Like, we did, uh, our we did our revamp of one app with mass appeal and mass appeal had a deal with another company and that company folded but now because of what we did over at mass appeal they figured it out a little better and now they have this nas and misinfo podcast you know what i mean oh you're saying it's better when you actually have the rap star on the podcast <laughs> not just talk about them Bam Beat says, can Wana patrons dunk Rikers Allen in a water tub with, like, throwing a softball at the target? You know, a dunk tank with Billy June in it. It's a great idea. Yeah, we could do that if we ever did a, like a Wana festival. Corey says, Saif, what's the latest month into the spring or summer that Tim's are acceptable? What the, there's, no, there's no cutoff date for Tim's. Thank you. There's no cutoff date. Matter of fact, I put on some Tim's the other day. And I was like, why was I wearing these? <laughs> My legs hurt after the end because I wanted to look fly and New York fashionable. And them shit's as heavy as fuck, man. Why, was I, why were we wearing these? But if you're a real Timberland wearer, there is no cutoff date. You, wear, you can wear Tim's to the beach. Someone said when Rosenberg fumbled two chicks at South by Southwest. That, that's not even a question. That's just bringing up. Remember the remember the hotel room story of South by Southwest yeah. when I, I these girls went to the hotel room with me and then nothing uh. happened. <laughs> oh, here we go. Kia for real says I want more divorce talk. Yeah, because this is love and hip hop. Saif, <laughs> <laughs> did you know um, I got divorced? No. Yeah, 
I did. Yeah. Divorce talk is horrible. People. <laughs> um, remember when um, Ray Leon Rivera says, remember when Saifa told the story about Supercat throwing a kick by his face? Yeah. I definitely remember that. I remember it happening. Um, Oh, no, not Wild Style. Fucking K-Slay was in Style Star Wars. Wars. That's, what, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Apologies. That's what I thought it was. Style Wars. Um, Come on. Questions. Here we are. What do you want? I know. I, I'm, I'm the, Everything. Uh, someone said, can we get the Kenny Dope episode, Sife promised? Legendary contributor to the culture. Kenny Dope. I hit him three, four times. He doesn't respond. How about this? What if you tell him you're booking for drink champs? Here's a good one, Cypher, uh, Mr. Londoner. Pitbull. Pitbull says, uh, send me an email. I'll push you through to the team. We'll get it working. Congrats on that as well. Oh, congrats. Love this he guy. must know that we have 600 patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Londoner says, when was the last time you saw K Fox? I saw K Fox fairly recently. Uh, before the pandemic, I was out somewhere, and I bumped into her, and we had a good talk. And she'll always, K Fox will always hit me up randomly when I cut her out of a a picture where I was just trying to get you and me. And <laughs> I think the last one I did that was like you know the Jay Z one, and uh and I took K Fox you out had of it. To. And she's you like, had to. she goes. Why are you cutting me out of pictures? I'm like, ah, I don't, it doesn't fit what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, someone said, what happened to the trend of clowning Sife about his dead dad? Well, that didn't go anywhere. It's still there. It's still we around. Have to, yeah. yeah, we just have to wait for the right moment. Still around. Yo, I got a joke oh. going around now. If you look at my Instagram or TikTok, it's called Puerto Rican Bunk Beds. Yeah. And it's a joke about how my dad and my uncle are buried in the same grave. And it fucking got when I told it, you could hear the awkwardness in the room. Like some people are laughing, but it was too real for where I told it at the comedy cellar. And then all my comments are like, my my family's like that too. Or they make them they make them to fit more than one. Like it was like a whole bunch of <laughs> You mean for people who can't afford to pay for a second, second plot, plot. So you just yeah. you just chuck them in. Just throw them in. <laughs> I remember when I went when my, when my when my I never my dad died when I was three, so I didn't really know him, but I definitely knew my uncle. And I remember going to the cemetery, and they, and I go, "Why are we at my dad's grave?" And then they put my uncle in the grave. right on top. You were like, "Why are we here?" <laughs> I thought it was like a plot next to my dad's, and I was like, "Oh, this is a fucking racket. This is a racket." By the way, I'm pretty emotional about funerals last uh, this week because a uh, couple couple days ago I watched the unfortunate episode when they had Jackie Jr.'s funeral. <laughs> You're emotional about funerals because of The Sopranos. So when when they say, and now we commit Jack whatever Jr. to the ground, and Rosalie April just screams. She's just like, no! Hey, Jack was Tony's boss, right? Jackie was Tony. They never showed him. He was always dead. No, 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 no. First four episodes, he's alive. He's in the hospital almost the whole time. The first four episodes of The Sopranos, Jackie's alive. But Tony's taking over, basically. 
Tony's That's how Tony over, became the boss because Jackie died. Correct. Okay. Yep. And they're visiting him in the hospital. Right. I remember. I remember what he looked like. How did he die? The big C. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so frustrating though. The Jackie Jr. story is so frustrating. He's so stupid. And then it's so fucked up because Ralphie has him. Ralphie makes the decision. You don't remember this, but like. I found that whole part very confusing because to- Ralphie's asking Tony, what should we do? Because, you know, Jackie sticks up this card game. And Tony goes, you're a captain. You decide what to do. He fucked up your card game. And he he wanted, he forced basically Ralphie to make the decision to do it. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Because Tony didn't want to make the decision himself. He couldn't. That's the boss's son. So that's what it is. It's that Tony's still obligated to never make the hit on his boss's side. Yeah, he can't do it. but also he knows he needs to get hit. So he's like, you're a captain. Yeah. You make decisions. Yeah. Hmm. Someone said, um, Rosenberg, do you think Tony died in the last scene? Well, now they've said that he did. Or it, it, Who knows? It depends where you Well, who, where they say he did. Now David Chase keeps doing these interviews where he seems to be saying, like, oh, yeah, of course I said that. That's, of course that's what it's like. Bruh, you left it open. Stop yourself. What, do, what would you rather? I lean towards no. I, I sort of felt like in that moment, I didn't understand the motivation. Like, I kind of felt like he'd made things good with New York. He'd figured out how to play everyone in New York. I thought he'd kind of played everything pretty smart and could chill. Now, if you look at it as no, it's never chill. It's never chill. That's the yeah, point. No chill. It's never chill. Yeah. They kill fucking. It doesn't matter if. You... Yeah. Oh shit! Hold on. Um... So, I'll tell you what, though, man. I don't know if there's a show as rewatchable as that for a drama. That it is still so damn good. Yeah. All right, we love you guys all very, very much. I hope you enjoyed this little live experiment. And uh, if you if you dug it, we'll do it again. We appreciate you uh, being with us through. You know, complaining, rambling, et cetera, et cetera. Do we change the name of the show to One Up Is Grown? I don't know. I don't. I think one thing we do is don't change the name of the show. Again. How about One Up Is Grown? But this is the, this is the new name of the show. Billy, work on the logo. One Up oh. Is G R O W N slash G R O A N. One up is grown, grown. Sife, that could be really popular and catchy. I think. I like it because it has a slash in it and two things, and like the one grown is like bad. What about one app is the roots is of roots. podcasting? All right, roots, peace, baby. guys. Yeah, see y'all later.